one of the things I wanted to talk about today was your experience with ear infections, and particularly canine repeat ear infections. Um, I'm going to ask your opinion in a second because you were telling me the story of when you were treating bacterial ear infections with anti uh, antimicrobials, anti antibiotics, yeah. and so on. Um, can you just tell me again what what your experience was? With yeah, that? we've had um, we've had quite a number of cases um, over the recent years where uh, we've had these. Uh, patients with just recurrent ear problems that we just cannot get rid of we cannot shake but the 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 very first one which kind of drew my attention to the whole question of the use of probiotics in this kind of uh, veterinary uh, medical environment Mm -hmm. was um, a five-year-old Newfoundland big dog 60 kilos of dog big fluffy hair all over him including in his ears um and uh, he'd got to the ripe old age of five with, with no, no ear problems at all. But he then developed this ear infection. At the mm. time, he was a patient of one of my younger colleagues. And um, on reflection, she did a very good job. You know, she uh, took an ear swab right at the first instance when mm. uh, he was first presented to her. She had that analyzed um, decided what type of bacteria it was based on the the, the results of that sample, selected an antibiotic, uh, topical ear antibiotic to to use. He was treated for a couple of weeks with this uh, antibiotic that she prescribed. A couple of weeks later, represents same kind of problem, sees my colleague again. She takes another swab. Um, she sends it off to an external laboratory for culture and sensitivity. So this time round, not only do we know what bacteria they are, but also what they are sensitive to in terms of antibiotics. So she selects a different type of antibiotic, treats him with it for two weeks, asks them to bring him back, which they do faithfully. Uh, all looks fabulous, fantastic. She discharges him two weeks later. He represents that quickly. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it, it was that quickly. Um, anyway, um, she and this patient of ours went round and round two or three more times. Mm. Same thing, the same process, but each time the lab reported a different pathogenic bacteria. So therefore, she selected a different antibiotic based on the culture and sensitivity results. Um, at that point, she, my colleague approaches me and says, okay, I've got this real problem. Um, this, this dog is just getting recurrent ear infections. I've, 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 I've treated him absolutely according to the book and I can't shake the problem. The problem is that each time he comes back with a different bacteria, that's co- a different pathogenic bacteria that's causing the problem. So um, we obviously, in this situation, we had to come up with a different solution. And, and so together we thought, well, let's, let's try the probiotic approach, um, as we had pretty well tried every yeah. other approach. And anyway, so he was treated with uh, topical probiotics, and uh, we asked him to come back in two weeks' uh, time. Uh, he did. The problem was... 90% resolved, so we continued for another couple of weeks, had him back again, and by that stage, he was 100% ear infection completely gone. But this had been the situation two weeks after each one of his prior uh, sure. treatments. So we asked him to come back 
two weeks later with having had no further treatment and his ears were absolutely perfect. Um, he's had a number of subsequent visits and at each one of those we've been able to confirm that there's no further infection. He's had no further treatment, not even maintenance probiotics, oh. and he's essentially cured. So for this particular dog, this was a, a completely different approach to the conventional um, medical approach to these kind of problems. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we got a cure, yeah. um, which is obviously in everyone's best interest. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, not least of which was his, you know, uh, chronic ear infections. Repeat, can't be, repeat. can't yeah. be a very pleasant thing to yeah. have to um, to suffer. So plus, all getting all those those uh, antimicrobials or antibiotics time and time again can't be good for the overall. Yeah, and body. I think you know, for me, this is this was really quite an eye opening case mm. because it got me really thinking about you know what actually was going on in this particular dog's case. Um, you know, I've said to you before that. You know, I like to think of um, my patients not only as a dog or a cat that I can see and I can palpate and I can examine and I can take their temperature and so on and so forth. I prefer to see them as a complex ecosystem. So when I see a dog walking through my door, my consulting room door, I, I see an ecosystem consisting of, yes, a dog, but around this dog is 20 trillion microbes mm -hmm. mostly bacteria but it's a whole ecosystem so applying that kind of thinking to this particular dog's case um you have to kind of start thinking about it and talking about it in different terms mm -hmm. but in those terms the question really should have been what is the problem with the microbiome of this dog's ears that have caused this problem to occur yeah. and the knee-jerk reaction, and it is a knee-jerk reaction because that's been our culture for several hundred years, um, you know, the germ theory idea and culture to everything we talked about um, at university mm -hmm. and how we are marketed to by yeah. uh, pharmaceutical companies yeah. peddling antibiotics. The knee-jerk reaction is there's a pathogen in amongst these bacteria, kill off the pathogen. But it's very short-sighted because actually in terms of the total number of bacteria on this dog and particularly in his ears, the number of pathogens is relatively small. So you're killing all the microbiome just to... So we are going in assassinate and we're identifying one pathogen. Yeah. We're completely wiping out the trillions of other bacteria, yeah. friendly bacteria that should be in there yeah. that are actually fighting the good fight or should be fighting the good fight against this one pathogen. Mm -hmm. So we've actually created... <laughs> A huge problem unwittingly yeah. you know in the first instance you could say yes uh, the first course of antibiotics we were able to get rid of the first pathogen mm -hmm. but then the second pathogen yeah. came along different antibiotic third pathogen yeah, yeah. and what gave the second and third and subsequent pathogens the opportunity to establish themselves in this dog's ear was the very fact that we had unwittingly wiped out all that dog's natural bacterial flora natural defense natural competition for the completely the pathogen. so so we were saying effectively to mm. any pathogen that happened to be passing this dog's path come in here yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got a we've got a perfect environment yeah so 
make yourself at home. Come in, there's warmth, there's food, come in here, and there's no competition. Yeah, yeah. and that, that is, you know, the microenvironment of a dog's ear is, is warm, yeah. it's moist. There is some organic material there, so natural wax mm-hmm. production, which is 100% normal. Okay. But bacteria love that. You know, yeah. that's a perfect microenvironment for yeah. infection. So the question then is, so why, why do more dogs not get ear infections? Because if this is the perfect microenvironment mm. for a pathogen, why don't we see more ear infections? Oh. And the reason is very simple. It's because there are trillions of friendly bacteria standing there saying to these pathogens, yeah. all right, bring yeah. it on. You yeah, know, yeah. They, are, they, are, they are a biofilm of, yeah. of defense against the bacteria. So this is why our eventual strategy worked quite well, because yeah. once we had cleared the infection, we repopulated that dog's ears with commensal bacteria. Um, and what I mean by that is bacteria that uh, are friendly bacteria mm-hmm. that aren't going to cause any harm and are bacteria which you would find naturally in the yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, so we created this biofilm of, uh, of friendly bacteria um, re-es- helping to re-establish what should have been there in the, the first place yeah. and what had been there for the first five years yeah. of this dog's life. Problem solved. Wow, because this is something we we get asked about this quite a lot, and it's very interesting in in, in what you what you say there and your choice of words because we're the, the Luca product uh, probiotic product isn't a um, a medical device. It's not a medical yeah. product. Yeah, um, and we 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 don't provide we don't cure. Yeah. Simply, what's happened here is that we've managed to give an alternative to what was causing the repeat infections. Yeah. So we haven't. We just stopped, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stopped the, the bad thing happening. If you like, avoided the situation yeah. um, in in a natural and natural a natural way. And and this thing which which got me at the time when you told me this, uh, and we heard it subsequently very often. This repeat thing, this poor dog having repeat ear infections, yeah, yeah. and um, and 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 the, the cure, if you like, yeah. causing yeah. the the repeatness yeah. Yeah. of it all. You know, and yeah. I tell you, Joe, this is this is this is a huge, huge planetary mm. global problem, um, and that is the problem of antimicrobial resistance mm. um, because of germ theory from the mid to late eighteen hundreds. We've mankind has been focused on the wrong problem. Um, yeah, let's let's not beat around the bush. Um, the 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 identification and uh, focus on some of the badass um, pathogens like smallpox, like cholera, like TB, um, like the plague, um, polio. These were killers for sure, and we needed to f- mankind needed to figure out what was causing this, and then develop uh, mechanisms to combat these infections no 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 question or qualm about that but the pendulum has completely swung the other way now Mm -hmm. and what we've done without modifying our appreciation of actually what's going on on a micro microbiome um, perspective not only for for you me and the pets that we deal with but the planetary microbiome 
is we've we've created all manner of horrendous crimes against the microbiome. Mm. We've effectively wiped out um, lots, lot, lots of normal, healthy bacteria, mm -hmm. both on ourselves, on our pets, on and in our pets' bodies, but also from a, a planetary point of view. Yeah. So we've swept away a whole lot of really good, useful, very important to good health bacteria. And we've left open the, the, the playground for pathogens yeah. to come in. And we've hit them with antibiotic wave after antibiotic wave after antibiotic wave. And of course, what's happened is that over time, they've adapted to that They've and developed stronger. mechanisms yeah. to, you know, to counteract the antibiotics we do, we use. Mm -hmm. And that's the nature of bacteria. That, yeah. That's what they do. You know, yeah. they mutate very quickly. They are incredibly adaptive. So now uh, in 2022-23, we are faced with a global problem that there are some really, really nasty pathogenic yeah. bacteria out there that we have no defenses against. And, and you know, it, it, it is, it's a two-pronged problem because where you've been wiping out uh, as a species, we've been wiping out good bacteria. We've been doing that with chemicals, which are also building up. Yeah. When, so when you, when you zoom out and look at some of the big problems we're facing, yeah. and the focus is on energy efficiency and carbon and so on, and it's right to focus on those things. But carbon's not the biggest problem when it comes to global warming. Mm. Um, water vapor is. Mm. And increase, increase, uh, we're getting off the topic a little bit, but, but the increased evaporation from the oceans due to yeah. the extra yeah. chemicals that are yeah. in there. Yeah. And these chemicals are coming from yeah. industries, yeah. uh, cleaning, uh, solutions yeah. and so on. Yeah. But you're able to reduce the amount of, using the Luca probiotic yeah. strategy, you're able to reduce your use of yeah. antibiotics in your practice. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got yeah. one little bit where there's less antibiotics. Yeah. Going, and when you need them, hey, you yeah. need them, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank God we have them. But you're able to reduce your use of antibiotics. Yeah. Therefore, you reduce your, you, you're doing something to reduce antimicrobial resistance. Yeah. And we've been talking about antimicrobial resistance for a few years now, but we've noticed a change in people's attitude. And people are re realizing that this is a problem. You know, yeah. they hear more stories of people coming out of hospital with infections that aren't, yeah. re uh, we aren't reacting to anti, anti, um, antibiotics. And I think the World Health Organization says by 2050, they reckon 8.2 million people will die every year from cancer but over 10 million will die from antimicrobial resistance yeah so this thing is on its way really to being a bigger real. problem than than uh, than cancer and that's just deaths that's not yeah. people who've suffered and eventually yeah. got over yeah. and yeah. increased costs of on the nhs yeah. and, and, and so on yeah. Yeah. yeah from from my uh from my position as a vet so a, someone who's licensed to prescribe antibiotics and being completely aware of the hyenious crimes we've mm. unwittingly committed in the use and overuse and over-reliance on antibiotics, um, I am completely fascinated and engaged with a way to fight pathogens because, you know, no one's denying there are pathogens around mm -hmm. that can do damage. Yeah, yeah. But how do we fight them? That's the thing. And up to now, it's been, well, antibiotics, develop an antibiotic which will kill them. Mm -hmm. But it's so much neater and uh, um, uh, more um, 
uh, effective, um, but a neater solution to say, okay, fine, let's let's recognize we do have a pathogen and let's get good bacteria to fight the good fight. You know, let's overwhelm this particular pathogen with so many good bacteria that who are going to compete for the same resources because bacteria don't fight against each other. They basically, it's a war of attrition. They fight for resource. Mm -hmm. So whatever the resource happens to be, whether it's earwax or sebum from a skin or organic material in a forest somewhere, if we overwhelm the pathogen numbers-wise with good bacteria, let them fight the good mm -hmm. fight, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, let them deal with it yeah. um, in, a, in, a, in a way that Mother Nature intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's not bring in these, <laughs> these really harmful chemicals and antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I see, like this whole pandemic has just freaked me out because, you know, we know that it's, 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 it's a coronavirus, we know coronaviruses, that it's a virus. They don't respond to bacteria. Mm -hmm. What we also know is that to, to wipe a coronavirus off your hands, you need soap and water. What have we actually seen in the marketplace? Every, every place you go into, it's hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. This sanitizer kills 99% of known bacteria. Then what? Exactly. <laughs> what happens next? It's not killing the virus. Yeah, it's not yeah. killing the virus. Yeah. And actually what it's doing is it's killing 99% of bacteria. Yeah. Like, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. what is that yeah. all about? And yeah. yet we've sailed as a global population. Yeah. We've just sailed into this, this travesty. But it's known. You know, we, we, we wrote about this here. At, um, we wrote about it in the March of the pandemic that this was a likelihood and we send out some letters. And then I noticed in the, in the, one of the daily newspapers in the July, they were talking about antimicrobial resistance from the hand sanitizers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're trying to explain to people that if you're going to sanitize your hands, um, you're still leaving all the, all the food for the bacteria. Yeah. But you're killing again, back to exactly the yeah. same what happens in yeah. the ear. Yeah. You're getting rid of the good bacteria. The natural defense is all yeah, gone. And now yeah. you've got a hand. And as soon as you, know, you, okay, you use your hand sanitizer, as soon as you run your fingers through your hair, yeah. put your hand in your pocket, yeah. you're covered. God knows what you're covered with yeah. in, in, yeah, terms yeah. Of, in terms of yeah. uh, bacteria. So you have antimicrobial resistance and you've got um, a reducing effect. Yeah. We also see this in, in surface cleaning. Yeah. And the very same thing, even though the Lancet was reporting in earliest September in the in the in the pandemic that you don't get coronavirus from surfaces. Yeah. So yeah. stop spraying more chemicals yeah. and causing more antimicrobial yeah. resistance yeah. and more damage yeah. to the environment. And and this even the damage to the environment used to be a remote thing. Well, now yeah. look, we're talking about climate change. Yeah. There's a link to chemicals and yeah. climate change, not just a link to chemicals and illness. And death of, yeah. of aquatic yeah. life and so on, but yeah. actual to, to, yeah. uh, to, um, climate change. I think, Joe, it's for me, for me, it's, it's a paradigm shift. Mm. Um, you know, uh, like a paradigm shift, um, occurred when we went from Newtonian physics 
to um, to Einsteinian's theory of relativity. It was a whole different way of yeah. thinking about you know what happens if um, if this meets that. What happens? You know, um, it, it's it's a whole different mindset. Yeah. It's a whole different way of thinking about. In this. terms of using a probiotic instead of an antibiotic. Yeah. So so. I think what's required here is a complete paradigm shift mm. and paradigm shifts aren't easy because, uh, yeah, well, for obvious reasons, because we have a belief system, but we need to recognize that it's just a belief system mm -hmm. that um, pathogenic bacteria require antibiotics to yeah. kill them. Um, we need to be thinking in a different kind of a way. Yeah. And, and in my view, realizing that actually 30, I think it's 20 or 30% of the planet's biomass is microbial. It, yes. We can't actually see it. Yeah. So, but we do need to be able to metaphorically see the biome yeah. in order to appreciate that it's there and understand yeah. how it works. And most importantly, understand that it's absolutely vital to our health. It's vital and it surrounds us. So the big question is when people are using an antimicrobial or an antibacterial product for whatever, whatever reason, is it what happens next? Mm. So if you're going to wipe the microbiome out of that ear, it is going to get replaced by something. If you're going to wipe the microbiome off any surface on the planet, yeah. it is going to, are you prepared for what happens next? Yeah. And this is what we do with the probiotics. We actually, yes, we take care of what happens next because we put what happens next. Yeah. We actually put it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've had great results with the, and we're talking specifically about the ear and all the, everything around this global um, uh, conversation we're having here, the microcosm of the ear. Yeah reverberates around yeah. uh, the rest of the planet. So if we get people to use less antimicrobials in the ear, there is a wider good implication as well as just improving yeah. the, the, the health of the pet. Yeah. Brilliant. I think Brilliant. as a vet, I would have to say, um, you know, we do have to recognize that there are pathogenic bacteria, not only in ears or whatever, um, and those do need to be dealt with, but we do need to actually ask the questions of what happens next. Mm -hmm. um, that's, uh, I think, a key part Super. of this paradigm shift. Uh, and we'll have other conversations. We'll talk about surface cleaning and um, and skin and, and so on. But for now, Richard, that's just been really, really informative and useful. And thank you very much. Um, look forward to the next conversation. My pleasure.